Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's class will have us covering the topic of Pokemon. My name is Jules and today our party members are... Dale and Gino. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Let's get this adventure rolling. So, if you caught our last episode, we just started up a series of episodes um, called The Ideal 151 Pokemon. The concept behind this is that we are taking that original iconic number of 151 and we're creating our version of a 151 Pokedex using any of the Pokemon from any of the generations. Although there are some rules. If you want the full breakdown of the rules, I don't want to re-explain them entirely in this episode. So I would go back and check episode 1 where Mateo broke down his ideal 151. But I'll give you a little bit of an abridged one. Generally, we're keeping the same structure. So all one stage, two stage, and three stages also become one stage, two stage, three stage. We had to include starter lines, the same number of legendaries, and same number of evolutions and things like that. So most things are a trade-off one for one. That being said, I believe this episode I will be sharing my ideal 151. Are we ready to get this rolling? Yep. Yep. I'm good. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and just for those of you who are listening from our Spotify or from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, if you head over to YouTube, um, we'll have some imagery accompanying this so that you can be more engaged. Um, but just for your um, benefit, I will also make sure to narrate um, which Pokemon I'm replacing and what number we're on, just so that you can follow along. But let's get started. So to start, we have the three starter lines, numbers one through nine. So... I replaced number one through three. And if you caught last episode, Mateo also replaced Bulbasaur's line. Um, and I was very, very tempted to replace this line with Trico's line, just like Mateo did, because I also love Trico's line. But there's one line of Pokemon that I like more than Trico's line, and that's Rowlet's line. So I replaced Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur with Rowlet. Dartrix and Decidueye. I will die on this hill. I think Decidueye is the best designed final evolution starter since Charizard and possibly better than Charizard. I don't I like I don't know how else to explain it. I adore Decidueye. I love the typing. I love the design. I love everything about Rowlet's line. It's so cute and it becomes so badass. So that's my replacement for my grass starter. And to be specific, original Decidueye, not Hisuian Decidueye. I'm not as much of a fan of Hisuian Decidueye. I think most people are in that case. I didn't even think yeah. you were going to decide on Hisuian Decidueye. But I did keep 4, 5, and 6 the same. I did keep Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard. I don't always pick Charizard when I do Gen 1, but Charizard has become a staple of my team because I'm a, in love with shiny Charizard. Um, so shine, so Charizard is a staple part of my team, and it's just such a classic Pokemon. I know it's overrated. I can completely acknowledge that Charizard is overrated, but you will see that as a trend in my list, that I love popular Pokemon. And there's a reason why those Pokemon are popular, and it's because they're good. And Charizard is one of those Pokemon, so Charizard is still staying. Now, 7, 8, and 9 was tougher for me because I like a lot of the water starters, and I was very tempted to keep Squirtle, Warturtle, and Blastoise because I really do like them. But it felt weird to me just changing Bulbasaur. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to make myself change Squirtle. So what's the next best thing? And at first I thought maybe Oshawott's line. 
because I do really like Oshawott's line, but the reason I didn't go with that is I was like, I already put Rowlet in there, and now this is getting two Legends Arceus, so I want something more unique. Um, so I end up replacing it with, actually, this is my favorite water first stage Pokemon. I don't, it's not necessarily my favorite line of starters, but every time I play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I always pick this as my playable character because I love the first stage. Totodile, Croconon for Alligator are my water starters because I just love Totodile. I love Gen 2. I still like Croconaw and for Alligator. I still really do enjoy them. I'm not a huge fan of the fact that they're just just water type, but that's okay. I can forgive that. And Totodile's cute. I love Alligators, so those are my starters. Number 10 and 11 and 12, which is Caterpie's line. I did axe Caterpie's line to replace it with a different bug line, um, my regional bug line. And the one that I went with was Blipbug, Dotlern, or Beetle, the regional bug from the most current gen, Gen 8. I really like or Beetle as a type. Psychic and bug is really cool. It also is just a cool design. I'm not the biggest fan of like Dotler and Blipbug, but to me, like early stage regional bug lines all look stupid. So it's really about what the end goal is, and Orbeetle is a really cool end goal. Um, there were a couple other ones I considered, but Orbeetle was always kind of at the forefront. So that's my regional bug. Now, 13, 14, and 15 are also a regional bug from Gen 1. It, it was Weedle's line, but I axed that. I was like, no, get out. I love Beedrill, don't get me wrong. Big fan of Beedrill and its Mega Evolution. But there was actually a Pokemon that later in Gen 1's decks that I had to remove because it got another evolution that I needed somewhere to put it in, and it felt great to put it here. So I replaced Weedle's line with Zubat's line. Um, Zubat, Golbat, and Crobat. Because I love Crobat. Yeah, Crobat is cool. <laughs> Crobat's honestly one of my favorite Pokemon to come out of Gen 2. Um, I know, like, Caesar tends to be the favorite that everybody kind of points to, but Crobat, I think, is mine. I love how fast it is. I love its design. I actually never liked Zubat's line until Crobat showed up. Um, and I, I, it's one of those Pokemon that I'm just, like, always reminded of how much I like it when it shows up. I was like, oh, yeah, like, Crobat's one of my favorites. And I do love Poison-type, and you will see that throughout this list because I, I'm a big Poison-type fan. We're on to the regional bird. Pidgey's line has been replaced um, with my favorite regional bird line, um, which again comes from the most recent gen, Rookie D, Corvusquire, and Corviknight. And that is 100% again because of the final evolution. Corviknight, in my opinion, is the single best bird Pokemon they've ever introduced in Pokemon. Yep. It is so cool. It is so edgy. I love steel flying. Like I know Skarmory is also steel flying, but Corviknight just does it way better. Such a cool Pokemon. Like literally one of my favorite Pokemon because of how just like perfect the design is. It's not overcomplicated. It's very, very simple, but it just slaps. It's so good. It's just such a great Pokemon design. So that was like an easy, easy, easy choice. I love the utility that they give Corviknight within the region, how like it has the taxi that flies you around. And it's like your fast travel. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then I also just love like the design of Corviknight and it's like armored look. It's so cool. That is like arguably one of the best designed Pokemon 
in a very, very, very lo- long time. Corviknight is phenomenal. And I love how we learned of Corviknight before we learned of any of its uh, pre-evolutions. Like, Corviknight was one of the first Pokemon shown for Gen 8 as well. I know. And it's like, honestly, I still think it's probably one of, if not the best designed Pokemon from that gen. So, moving on, um, regional rodent, um, Rattata and Raticate. I've removed them. I did consider using the Alolan variants of um, Rattata and Raticate, but I, I just don't really like them. To be honest, I think I like the originals better. But ultimately, there was only one rodent for me, and that is Bidoof. Yep. Spoilers again for Mateo's episode, but I was not a fan of Bidoof when Gen 4 came out. I was definitely a Bidoof underappreciator, um, but Gino has sold me on Bidoof, and Bidoof has easily become one of my favorite Pokemon um, to the point where he's just, he just so awesome. It's just such a great Pokemon. I was a true Bidoof believer right from day one in Gen 4 when Mateo and everyone encounter one. It's like, I'm going to kill this thing. It's ugly. It's dumb. It has Bidoof. It's Doof in its name. And I'm like, no, Bidoof is great. That's That being said, I'm still not a huge fan of Bibarel, but Bidoof is solid. It is, makes up it is near perfection. Is yeah. Bidoof I don't need to evolve Bidoof. I can just keep it as Bidoof. So that's my rodent. Okay, so now we get to the other regional bird line because for some reason Gen 1 had two regional bird lines, and Spearow is one of the most forgettable and boring Pokemon in existence, so of course I didn't keep it. And I actually replaced it with one of my favorite bug lines. And this bug line has become one of my favorite bug lines. It Again, this is another Pokemon that when it debuted, I actually did not like it. I thought it was a stupid Pokemon. Then it got an evolution. I still thought it was a stupid Pokemon. And only in the last four years, three, four years, have I just like completely fallen in love with this Pokemon. And that's Yanma and Yanmega. I love Yanma and Yanmega. They're like the dragonfly. Like, we don't have dragonfly Pokemon other than Yanma and Yanmega. But they're so cool. And the way they move, especially that's what I appreciate about them now. Now that we see Pokemon in the overworld, the way that they move, I just love it. And Yanmega is a cool design. It's a strong design. And I think Yanmega is dragon, if I am not mistaken. Uh, No, it's still bug flying. Okay, I'm wrong. I am mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, it is still a cool bug flying Pokemon. Um, and I'm a very big fan of it. So that's where it goes. Um, now, like I said, I'm a poison simp. So Ekans and Arbok are staying. I also love snakes. So I just kind of kept them there. Now, I don't think this will come as a massive surprise, but I... Well, we had to axe Pikachu. Because yeah. unless so, Pikachu can't be the mascot. But whoever we put at twenty five becomes the new mascot. And I only ever had two Pokemon in mind for this one. One of them was Ryolu, as Mateo also had in mind for his, and ultimately didn't go with. And part of the reason I didn't go with Ryolu is because I was like, Ryolu isn't the mascot. Lucario would be the mascot, so I wouldn't want Ryolu to like supersede Lucario. So that was a big part of the reason that I didn't put Ryolu here. But the Pokemon I did put here is my favorite Pokemon line. And even though the 25, the mascot, is not my favorite Pokemon, it's the one that comes after, I still feel like this fits for the mascot. So Zorua and Zoroark are my 25 and 26, with Zorua being the new mascot of Pokemon. 
So very edgy. But I think Zorua has a very strong design as well. I think it's both cute, but very cool. Um, and I did choose the original Zorua and Zoroark, not the Hisuian versions. Um, although the Hisuian ones are very cool as well. But I felt like it made more sense for just the pure dark to be a mascot than to have some like strange like ghost and normal type that was a little bit over-designed for like a mascot design. So I went with the the standard dark, which actually is my favorite version of Zorark. Yeah, it was also one of the Pokemon that they debuted Gen 5 with too, so... Yeah, it totally is. And I, I just love Zoroark and Zorua. Um, and I think Zorua is just very cute. And also underrated, so making it the mascot really kind of elevates it. I kept Sandshrew and Sandslash, actually. Not necessarily because I love them, but more because I was changing up a lot of the other two stages, and this was one of the last ones I got to, and I was like, there's nothing I really want to swap it with. I did consider swapping it with its Alolan variants, but ultimately I was like, I kind of like the original better, and ground is a more underutilized type in my list, so I went with the ground. Now, Nidoran female, I'm sorry, you're gone. And I replaced it with a different ground type. I know it's not ground type all the way through. It's ground type when it hits Nidoqueen. Um, but I replaced it with Sandile, Crocorock, and Crocodile. I love Crocodile um, for different reasons than Mateo said last episode. Um, a lot of his reasoning was like anime related. Um, mine was not anime related. I never watched the Gen 5 anime. Mine is purely just design and type. I love dark types, um, but I just love Crocodile's design. I think it's cool. I remember Crocodile was one of those Pokemon very similarly to Corviknight that the second I saw it, I was like, that thing is on my team because it is cool. I love the alligator. Um, I love the typing. I just love the general design, um, which makes Nidoran male just Nidoran because there's only one Nidoran, and I kept it. So Nidoran, Nidorino, Nidoking are safe. Nidoking is one of my favorite Pokemon. I would never remove Nidoking. It was my first shiny ever. And it it's still the Pokemon I associate the most with myself. Um, so I am keeping Nidoking. Now on to Clefairy and Clefable. I don't connect with these Pokemon. I don't particularly like them. Um, but I wanted to keep the kind of like motif of something like cute. So I replaced Clefairy and Clefable with Swablu and Altaria. Um, Ooh, very good choice. Yeah, I really like Swablu and Altaria. They're very great Pokemon from Gen 3, one of my favorites from Gen 3. I think they're very underrated. Part of the reason I like them is because while they have the dragon type, they don't look like dragons, and that was always appealing to me. And I also was like, okay, well, Clefairy and Clefable are fairy type, and Altaria becomes fairy type in Omega Evolution, so you still kind of fulfill that. To a degree, but Swablu and Altaria were were my choices for 35 and 36. Now on 37 and 38 are Volpix and Ninetales, fantastic Pokemon, some of the best Pokemon. But I had to replace them because oh. they got better later. So Volpix and Ninetales are now Alolan Volpix and Alolan Ninetales. They're oh. true better design. And I truly believe that, despite the fact that I love Vulpix and Ninetales, and they are like some of the best designed Pokemon, I still sit here 
Like, and they were, I think, Alolan Vulpix was one of the first Alolan forms ever shown alongside Alolan Executor. And I still sit here and I think it's still the best regional variant version. Like, it is one of the best improvements, and it improved on a Pokemon that was already good. Yeah, Vulpix and Ninetales are very iconic in their base forms, and I feel like for, as as you said there, the the Alolan ones are also very iconic. I would see them more as equals, because I don't like one more than the other. Yeah, and I think what ultimately puts the Alolan one over the top for me is the typing. I do like ice types, um, and and the fact that Vulpix is all white and blue like made it very, very, very cute. Um, but then Ninetales gets fairy, and ice fairy is a really cool typing. Um, there's not enough fairy types. There's also not enough fairy types that aren't using the color pink, and I appreciate that for Ninetales, because like Ninetales feels like... Like a lot of, I'll talk about Pokemon Mr. Dungeon a lot, um, but a lot of my my association with a lot of Pokemon comes from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and the way they characterize Pokemon. And Ninetales was characterized in the first Pokemon Mystery Dungeon as like this mystical Pokemon that knew a lot about the world and it almost had like this spiritual connection. And that's why the fairy type to me always fit Alolan Ninetales because I interpret it as like a mystical element to Ninetales. Because I yeah. interpret fairy type as like magic, not necessarily like pixies, just like magic in general. And so I really felt like it fit Ninetales quite a bit, and I love not like Alolan Ninetales. So now we're on number thirty-nine and forty, Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff. I really wanted to keep Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff, and I had for the longest time. But then I was reminded that Igglybuff exists, um, and I just couldn't waste a three stage on. Wigglytuff and Jigglypuff, so I had to axe Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff as a result. But I replaced them with actually two of my very, very favorite Pokemon, Sneasel and Weavile. Sneasel, like, I, you guys know this about me, but, like, Sneasel and Weavile are two of my favorite Pokemon. Weavile is, like, I have a plushie of Weavile sitting with my Pokemon team. Weavile's always on my Pokemon team, and I love the Dark Ice type. I would have loved to include Sneasler as well, because I am one of the few people who like Sneasler. Um, but there wasn't a place for Sneasler here, unfortunately, so only Weavile gets through. I share a favorite Pokemon with that one dev who worked on Pokemon Tournament, who decided to put Weavile in the game just because it was their favorite Pokemon. I mean, Weavile is also very cool, so... You and that one Pokemon dev aren't wrong. I know, I sat there when they announced Weavile for Pokemon Tournament, and I was like... Did the developers just make the roster for me? Because all my favorite Pokemon are in this game, and some of my favorite Pokemon aren't even popular. But anyway, so the next ones at 41 and 42 are typically Zubat and Golbat, but I obviously moved them lower to include Crobat, so I had to replace them. So I replaced them with another, like, bat-like Pokemon, which is Gligar and Gleescore. Yeah. Gligar and Gleescore, incredible designs, just like Sneasel and Weavile, like... Sneasel and Gligar were always cool in Gen 2 when they were introduced, but they they served the problem of unlike things like Scyther and Electabuzz and Magmar from the first gen, they were like smaller in design, they felt more like a first stage than like a solo stage um, and Gen 4 completely fixed both of those Pokemon by giving them badass evolutions. Like, Weavile and Gleescore are both super strong evolutions. They're both super cool. They don't go nuts with the design. They, like, look like bigger, more evolved versions of Gligar and Sneasel. And that's why they're, like, in my opinion, two of the best 
future like evolution designs that came after the original gen. Like they they just did it perfectly. They felt natural. Forty threes to forty five is Oddish's line. I got rid of Oddish's line because I don't like Oddish's line, and I replaced it with a different Pokemon that is also kind of cute. The way Oddish is cute. But its evolutions are better than Oddish's evolutions. And that's Togepi's line. Togepi, Togetic, and Togekiss. Togepi and Togetic were awesome from Gen 2. Togekiss, another Gen 4 evolution that just slapped, was great. The fairy typing being added later just elevated these three Pokemon from where they were, like already being cool design to actually making them like really fun to use. And I just, Togepi is such a staple. I could not include Togepi. 46 and 47 were Paris and Parasect. Got rid of those ones because Paris is the most annoying Pokemon now. Like, I, I cannot... everything? No, not because it's in everything. Because after Legends Arceus, I can never look at Paris the same way. Paris was one of the most forgettable Pokemon prior to Legends Arceus. And post-Legends Arceus, it's one of the most painfully memorable Pokemon. Like, I hate that I remember Paris. It was just so fast, and it would just always interrupt you. So I replaced it with a better Bug-type Pokemon from Gen 1. Another one that I had to move because it got an evolution, which is Scyther and Scizor. I don't even think this needs explanation. Like, Scyther, already an incredible design. One of the best Pokemon from Gen 1. And unlike some of the one-stage ones from Gen 1 that got evolutions later, and the evolutions were kind of like, eh? Scizor was like, so good. And the cool thing about Caesar and Scyther that I like is that both of them are usable. So you don't even need to evolve your Scyther to a Caesar, and it's still like usable because it's strong. And it still has a very like the designs are so distinct that you can like them separately. Like it like Scyther doesn't feel underdesigned, and Caesar doesn't feel overdesigned. In a way, they feel like two separated Pokemon, but they're connected. And that's what I like about them. So it was a no-brainer. They were going on this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Venonat and Venomoth were also cut. I've never connected to these Pokemon, but I replaced them with another poison-type kind of bug-looking Pokemon. I replaced them with Scorupi and Drapion. Um, another Gen 4 Pokemon that I'm, I really like. Dark and Poison, really cool type. And I remember in Gen 4, I didn't love Drapion, but... It grew on me over time, and now it's become one of my favorite poison-type Pokemon. Um, so that one, again, was like really easy. And you know, purple for purple. Scorpy's kind of blue, though. Is Drapion's it? Purple. I guess, yeah. Number 50 and 51 are Diglin and Dugtrio. I got rid of them very, very <laughs> fast. Um, I do not like Diglett or Dugtrio. Part of it is that I think the design is boring. The other part of it is just like Paris, Diglett is annoying. Because Diglett and Dugtrio are super fast, and it's really hard to run away from them in the Diglett cave. So I just like, I have bad memories of Diglett. I just don't like Diglett. So I replaced it with the better mole Pokemon from Gen 5, which is Drillbur and Excadrill. Mateo kind of went over this in his Pokedex episode 1, but it's a very cool looking Pokemon. It has a great typing. You know, it was busted at the time it came out. Now, Meowth is 52 53. I tried really hard to convince myself to keep one of Meowth's many forms. Um, but ultimately, I hate Alolan Meowth. I like Alolan Meowth. I hate Alolan Persian, so I couldn't do it. I love Galarian Meowth, but I do not like Perserker. 
and this is something you might come to know from my list. I hate normal type Pokemon, especially pure normal type Pokemon. They drive me nuts. I think they're useless. I think there's no reason to have a pure normal type Pokemon, especially not a two stage one. So as much as Meowth is such an icon, I had to get rid of it. But I respect Meowth enough to replace it with something that can fill its role. So I replaced it with another normal type, a better normal type, that is also a cat. I replaced it with Litleo and Pyroar, because at least Pyroar is also fire, and Pyroar is cool. Male Pyroar is cool. Female's cool. Female's okay, but male Pyroar is one of the coolest Pokemon. I love male Pyroar. Awesome. Litleo's cute. So you get, you'd still get a cat there. You still kind of get a normal type. Um, but you get a better one. The cool thing with Pyroar is the fact that it reflects the way lions are in real life, where like there's m- more female lions than male lions. Yes, that is true. Little story about Pyroar. Pyroar was one of two Pokemon that when they showed off the Pokemon for Gen 6, because if you remember, Gen 6 was one of those gens where they showed you everything before the games came out. I loved Pyroar's design. I was like immediately like, that Pokemon is on my team. And Litleo is one of the Pokemon that is a bit rarer, but you can find it within one of the first routes. So I remember like we kind of like got together for Gen 6 and played through the whole game in like a weekend. When the game started up, I was two hours behind everybody because I spent a full two hours trying to find a male Litleo. And I would not move on until I found it. I was like, nope, I will not stop until I find this Pokemon. Could have progressed into a later route where Litleo was more common. I wanted to have Litleo from the beginning. I like training, I like living with my Pokemon. So I do love Pyroar, and that's why Pyroar is here. Psyduck and Golduck, gone. 54 and 55 are a different bird now. It's Murkrow and Honchkrow. I've always liked Murkrow. I've grown to respect Honchkrow, but Dark type is my one of my types, so. Murkrow and Honchkrow were an easy pick. I knew they were going to be on here. And Psyduck seemed like a great place to replace it. Because Psyduck, you know... Why do you call it Psyduck and make it pure water? Oversights. <laughs> um, so they're gone. Mankey and Primeape I really did want to keep. But I just couldn't bring myself to keep them. So I replaced them with the infinitely better two-stage fighting type pokemon of ryolu and lucario like i believe mateo also did that spoilers but ryolu and lucario like lucario is one of my favorite pokemon like he's another one of those pokemon like charizard where i'm fully aware how overrated he is i don't care he's overrated because he is the best designed pokemon after gen 1 until gen 4 lucario was the best designed pokemon and i still believe he's one of the best designed pokemon and i think that's partially because he's one of the animals that has never been overused and he's an animal that was used very well like a jackal is a cool looking animal they did him very well and they never like did more jackals and they didn't like overdo it like there's tons of dragons there's tons of mice there's tons of cats like so it doesn't matter if you really like Meowth, like there's a million other cats, whereas there's only one jackal, and it's Lucario, and he's cool, and there's a reason that he's one of the most popular Pokemon that's not a starter. Part of that is marketing, the other part is just because he's really well designed. Mm -hmm. I think he's like one of the coolest steel Pokemon too, because I think he's one of the only steel Pokemon that isn't made of metal. 
He's steel because he has like a steel stance because he's such a strong fighter that you can't knock him down. He's like a conceptually steel Pokemon. Growlithe and Arcanine at 58 and 59 are staying. They're two of my favorite Pokemon. I would never touch these perfect creatures. I love Hisuian Growlithe and Arcanine, but they have nothing on the original. The original is perfect. They cannot be touched. I did replace Poliwag's line. I considered only replacing Poliwrath with Politoed, um, but ultimately there were already a lot of water Pokemon, and I wanted to cut down and use other types. So I replaced Poliwag's line with Swinub's line. Swinub, Piloswine, and Mamoswine. Mamoswine is one of those Pokemon that took a Gen 2 Pokemon that needed an evolution and made it better. Mamoswine is a cool Pokemon. Very cool Pokemon. And Piloswine needed an evolution, and they did it perfectly. I respect Gen 4 for taking a lot of the Pokemon from Gen 2 that I liked but didn't love and made me love them. So I knew Mamoswine was going on here. I didn't know where, but it was easy to put Mamoswine's line on because of that. Now, spoilers again for Mateo's episode, but I did the same thing as him. I didn't touch Abra or Machop's lines. I considered removing Machop, but ultimately I was like, no, I, I feel like Machop is still the perfect fighting type three stage. And Alakazam is, and Abra and Kadabra are the perfect psychic ones. Like I couldn't remove them. They're staples. They're great. They're perfectly designed. Now we come to Bellsprout's line. Not a fan of Bellsprout. I don't like how it starts with legs and then has no legs. <laughs> Victory Bell was so annoying in the anime. It just screamed all the time. So there was no rhyme or reason to this replacement. I was just like, okay, this is a three-stage. Let's put in one of my favorite three stages. I replaced Bellsprout's line with Shinx's line. So Shinx, Luxio, and Luxray. Um, there weren't enough electric types in Gen 1 to start. Um, so I need to add some. Um, and Luxray is just, again, like one of the only three stages from Gen 4, but a very great, well-designed Pokemon from Gen 4 and is still one of my favorite, like, cat-like Pokemon. And it's so majestic. And I think it is honestly one of my favorite electric Pokemon other than, like, Pikachu's line. Like, I, I really like Luxray. Tentacool and Tentacruel are gone. I replaced them with a different water two-stage. Now, this one is surprising because I never thought I would put this Pokemon on a list until, what was it, seven months ago? Basculin and Basculegion. Basculin is a dumb Pokemon. I hated Basculin. I was like, why? It's one of those useless fish Pokemon that's one stage that has no purpose, that exists in every gen. And I was like, why does this Pokemon exist? And they gave it the most badass evolution. Basculegion is so cool. I love Basculegion, and just because of Basculegion's design, I I threw these two on. Um, and I love the typing, Water Ghost. I love the lore, how like the dead schools of fish turn into Basculegion. Just so cool. Yeah. Also, two very coolish different. Uh, I won't say they're cool, but it does have two different forms depending on gender. I'm not trying to say male Pokemon are better; they're not. But in Basculegion's case the male one i prefer the color and they have cool shinies as well yeah they do have cool shinies are really cool it's funny uh -huh. fun story about shinies gino got two shiny basculin in the same run and got a male and female i have since gotten three or four shiny basculin all of them female i have never found a male 
replacing Geodude, and I actually, I, I think I share this one in common with Mateo too, but replacing Geodude's line, I replaced it with Hone Edge, Dewblade, and Aegislash. Again, perfect designs. Great design. I love Ghost type, Ghost and Steel. That is the other Pokemon from Gen 6 that when they showed it, I was like, that thing is on my team. Pyro and Aegislash, immediate staples to my favorite Pokemon when I saw them. Aegislash has a very cool ability. It's fun to use. It has a cool design. It's so unique. It's like unlike any other Pokemon out there at the time. We hadn't really gotten into the motif of inanimate objects being Pokemon until Gen 6, and Aegislash was kind of one of the first ones. Um, and it's still the best one and the most unique one, so um, very easy choice, Aegislash. Ponyta and Rabidash, I like them. I don't love them, so I took them out, and I replaced them with a different fire-type Pokemon. I put Larvesta and Volcarona here. Yep, great choices as always. I, yeah, I have nothing more to say other than like Volcarona is just one of the coolest Pokemon. Like, period. It's just a cool Pokemon. And it's from Gen um, I have, 5. I think it was Champion Alder's like, ace as well. It was. It really upped the game for Bug-type Pokemon. Because, like, Bug-type Pokemon for the longest time were pushovers. And you would never, like, really treat them seriously unless you had a Caesar. And it's something I can believe, too. Like, it's it's another one of those, like, simplistic yet very powerful designs. Like, it's a giant moth that's made of fire. Like, it is cool. It is just really cool and it's really intimidating. It's edgy. So I had to trade out the fire horse for the fire bug. Yep. Now, this next one was a very, very late addition. And it's mostly because I couldn't think of another two stage to add. So I kind of just threw this one in. I did not keep Slowpoke exactly. I changed it to Galarian Slowpoke. So just pure psychic. Yeah, and but it's because I like Galarian Slowbro. I really like Galarian Slowbro Poison Psychic. So mm-hmm. that that is my line. Now, don't get me wrong. If I had to bring in Galarian Slow King into this with that, I would not have made that decision because Galarian Slow King is a literal monstrosity. Nightmare fuel. Terrible design. Just Galarian Slowpoke and Slowbro is cool. Slowbro, a Galarian Slowbro is definitely, in my opinion, an improvement on regular Slowbro. And I do like Slowpoke to a degree. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to keep Slowpoke, but I don't really have anything better to replace it with. So if I'm going to keep Slowpoke, I at least want to give the what I consider to be the best version of it. Yeah, Arm Cannon is cool. After that, we're at 81 through 82, which is Magnemite Magneton. I do like Magneton, Magnemite Magneton. Um, I really like Magnezone, but there wasn't really a place here for them because I needed to put in a new two-stage. Um, so I replaced them with a different two-stage electric Pokemon that I really like, um, and that's um, Yamper and Boltend. Oh, they're good. Little, little, little electric Corgi is a cutie, and then Boltend's just a good doggo. Um, and that's all I can say about them. They're not painfully brilliant. They're very basic, but they're just like, they feel like dogs. And I feel like there's not a lot of Pokemon that feel like actual dogs, like that you would have in your house. It's like, oh, what a cute dog. Like, good boy. Like, most most of them are like really edgy or like over-designed or like merged with other animals. But Bolton is just a straight up good doggo. No, no inviting Hundauer the demon dog into your home. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want Hundauer in my home, but Bolton I can pet. Farfetch, unfortunately... Well, no, Farfetch didn't have to go, because technically regular Farfetch does not have an evolution. 
but either way, Farfetch had to go. I replaced it with a cooler one-stage bird Pokemon, and that's Cramorant. Um, the Pokemon, the little like, what's it called? It's a um, what would you what, what kind of bird like is that? It, yeah, it's like it's a, a pelican. pelican. Um, but it shoots Pokemon like it like shoots Pikachu's and like that other fish Pokemon from Gen Eight out. Berescuta. I didn't love Cramorant in Gen Eight. I actually I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny Pokemon, a funny concept, but I didn't really like Cramorant. Cramorant became one of my favorite Pokemon after Pokemon Unite because it was my main in Pokemon Unite, and I loved it in Pokemon Unite. It was so funny. It was such a fun Pokemon, and it made me respect it. And that's what I love about the Pokemon brand expanding beyond the main games because in the main games, I find it's very tough to use one-stage Pokemon because they tend to be weak, but you find new avenues to appreciate Pokemon when you're playing a different kind of gameplay where you're not limited by like the stages and like the, the stats and Pokemon Unite really made me like Cramorant. Doduo and Dodrio got to go terribly designed Pokemon. I do not like them. Um, and I replaced them with different birds. So I replaced them with Rufflet and Hisuian Braviary. Ooh, very nice choice. Yeah, I, I've always liked Braviary, but the Hisuian Bra- Braviary has that extra type that I really like with the Psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I threw that one in, and that's all I really have to say on that one. Seal and Dugong are some of the plainest Pokemon in existence. To put it plainly, no pun intended. It's a little seal. Yeah. Like, it's just a seal. <laughs> so it has a horn on its head, thank you very much. It has a horn and a big tongue. That is very, very fair, but I got rid of the seal. Um, and I replaced it with something that makes no sense. Like, I just put in a different two-stage I liked, which is Toxel and Toxtricity. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're cool. They're, you know, I like the rocker theme. Um, I love the typing, Poison Electric. Um, I love the little diaper that Toxel has. I remember hunting for the shiny Toxel and Toxtricity for, like, hours and hours. I think I spent, like, three or four hours hunting it. And then they oh, released they? the shiny one through a raid. They're red. That's why I got mine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're cool. And I do really like the Toxtricity Dynamax as well. And it has multiple forms. So that was an easy one. Grimer and Muck. I also got rid of Grimer and Muck. I've never liked Grimer and Muck. They're just sludge. Like, they're boring. So I replaced them with the infinitely better pile of trash. Trubbish and Garbodor. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Perfection. But I and this isn't even a meme. That's the thing is like it sounds like a meme, but I genuinely think Trubbish and Garbodor are great Pokemon. Like they're well designed. They're very fun Pokemon. And I know that they're literal trash Pokemon. I know people are like, oh, Gen 5 poor design because there's a literal trash Pokemon. I'd rather a literal trash Pokemon that's cool like well designed than a pile of sludge with a mouth. You guys have been to New York. The Univer region is based on New York City. What do you see everywhere? Garbage. garbage. People throw the garbage and just leave it outside. And that's what garbage, that's what Trubbish and Garbodor are. It's just such a fun concept that it's a garbage Pokemon and it's poison type. Like, that's so fun. I love it. And Garbodor is just this mass of garbage. So I, I like Trubbish and trash. So mm, they, trash. They Out of trash. Yum, yum, trash. Um, I also did get rid of Shelter and Cloister at 90 and 91. And again, this is one of those ones where I was like, okay, what's a two-stage I want to put in? And I just kind of threw in one. But I, this, again, this is another one of my favorite designs of Pokemon. 
it's rock rough and lichen rock and honestly when i picked lichen rock i didn't even think i was like oh yeah i can use all three forms i thought i could only pick one but even with the thought that i could only go with one of the forms i like all three of its forms so much that i would be happy with any of those being there like rock rough is a very well designed pokemon i can see why it was one of the first gen seven pokemon they showed off because mm -hmm. it is a very strong design no pun intended that it's a rock um but lichen rock is also there's so much variety between its three forms um and there's not a lot of rock pokemon that i like but I like that one. Like that's the, one of the problems I have with some types is that they always feel the need to make the Pokemon made out of what it's like element is. So like rock Pokemon tend to be like made out of rock or steel Pokemon tend to be made out of steel. But with something like rock Ruff or like Lucario, which I talked about before, I like that. It's just, you know, an animal that can control that element. That is more interesting to me because I don't want to play as a giant rock. I've done it enough times. Like, I want something different. So Rockruff is cool. They're not quite good doggos. I wouldn't pet Lycanroc and keep it in my house. But I love wolves. And so I would love Lycanroc. You Lycan can Rock. pet Rockruff. Rockruff's a good doggo. Hey, people can have pet rocks. Thank you. But Rockruff is a good doggo that's only good when it's a puppy. And then when it grows up, it's a pain in the ass. You give it an Everstone. <laughs> It'll never evolve. <laughs> keep it um, puppy forever. To no surprise... <laughs> Ghastly through Haunter and Gengar will stay. Yeah, Gengar stay. was my OG favorite Pokemon. Is still up there. I love Ghost type. I consider myself a Ghost type trainer. I consider myself a Poison type trainer, and that is all because of Gengar. Because it's both. Yeah, and it's one of those perfect Pokemon. Like it wasn't so much when Gen One was out, but I feel like starting with around Gen Six. When like the Gen One love like started to resurface a lot, Gengar like skyrocketed to the top of one of, like the most popular Pokemon, and now it has merch everywhere and it's used so much. But again, it's one of those ones where I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I like this super overrated Pokemon, but there's a reason it's super overrated because it's perfect. Onyx had to go because it has an evolution now, but I also would not include it either way, and I replaced it with Spiritomb because Spiritomb is cool. And Spiritomb has a cool type. Yep. Ghost Dark. It kind of has a rockish motif to it. You know, it starts off as a little stone and then becomes a, a ghost face. But I just think Spiritomb's cool. So I was like, like when I was looking at one stage Pokemon, I was like, this is one of those ones where like immediately I was like, that one has to be on because it's one of the cooler one stage Pokemon. Drowsy and Hypno had to go as much as I love the Hypno song. And I replaced it with a different psychic line. One that, very similarly to Basculin and Basculegion, was a Pokemon that was off my radar until... Jules's mic briefly cut out for this portion. I did my best translating it in post. Essentially, all he said was, he kind of likes Stantler, but like he said earlier in the episode, he views normal-type Pokemon as useless. Future Mateo, out. On top of that, it was a one stage, so I considered it to be one of the most useless type Pokemon. Like, literally unplayable. No matter how good it looks. And Weirdeer changed it all. Weirdeer is cool. Again, not like over-designed. Like, very much feels like a natural evolution of Stantler. Very elegant. Very radiant. Has a psychic type at attached to it. So, it was an easy pick there. I knew I wanted Weirdeer on this one. It was one of my favorite if not, like, Basculegion, I think, and Weirdeer actually were my favorite Pokemon from 
Legends Arceus that it included of its like nine new Pokemon. So I know that's not a big sample size, but it was very cool. Krabby had to go. Yeah. As much as I like the uh, from the, the anime, I did it very poorly. I used to be yep. able to do it better in my youth. Um, I replaced it with a different water type Pokemon. I replaced it with Carvana and Sharpedo. They're two of my favorite water Pokemon, period. I love Team Aqua. They're one of my favorite villain teams. And Sharpedo is like that staple. Um, Dark type, one of my favorite types. Um, I love Rough Skin as a ability. So it was very easy to know that I was going to put them in. And this was just a natural place to throw them in. Voltorb and Electrode also had to go. Not a fan of Voltorb and Electrode. So I replaced them with a better electric type Pokemon. Or shame. Disapprove. I'm not a fan, but I replaced them with a better Pokemon, a better electric type Pokemon, Joltik and Galvantula. Oh, okay, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Yeah, another one of those like resurgence of the bug type from Gen 5. Like Galvantula's cool. And that's the mm-hmm. thing, is like people can say that Gen 5 had bad designs. And don't get me wrong, I agree that some designs in Gen 5 do suck, but it had a lot of cool ones too. And Galvantula is, like, one of those ones that was like, yeah, that's a cool Pokemon. Um, It's a cool typing, and it's just a cool Pokemon. And it has a cool, like, unique move. Like, it has an electric web. Like, that's awesome. Electro web, I I think it was. Yeah, electro. uh, Yeah, it's literally called electro web. Yeah, it literally was called electro web. So, yet another one. Execute and Executor had to go. Lame Pokemon, in my opinion. Alolan Executor is funny, but it's just a meme. I replaced it with a two-stage Pokemon. That literally, if I told child me that I like this Pokemon, child me would be like, why? Because it goes against everything I believe in. It's a normal type Pokemon. It's a stupid looking Pokemon. And it's a Pokemon that's been around for a long time. And I dis I actually disliked this Pokemon. And suddenly, this year, I was like, hey, that's a cool Pokemon. And I really like its evolution. Apom and Ampabom. I don't know why. Ambipom, sorry. I hated Apom. I thought Apom was a dumb Pokemon, partially because it was normal type and it was one stage. And when they when they gave it an evolution Gen Four, it was one of those ones where I was like, like looking at all the evolutions, I was like, why does Apom have an evolution? Screw that! And I didn't like Ambipom. And then suddenly, when the Gen Four remakes came out, and I was looking who I wanted to do my team, Yan Mega and Ambipom were two of the ones that really stood out to me. And I was like, Ambipom's kind of cool. I'm going to use Ambipom. And even though I don't love pure normal types, I think Ambipom, I'm willing to forgive it because it, I do like Apom and Ambipom now. Well, so. normal types do have their, they do have their utility, right? Like if you go into, like for instance, Morty's gym and you have a normal type, you just teach it other moves and his yeah, ghost type moves can't, don't do anything, right? Or is I it the other way so. around? No, it goes both ways. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. It does, yeah, and it, it's also the utility is also that it doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. It only has fighting. But the my issue, then here's my tirade about normal type. My issue is I get it. It's supposed to be a neutral type. It's not supposed to be weak against anything. But then they should have made it not weak against anything because sure, it only has one weakness, which is fighting. But like, I think fighting is one of the most overused types in Pokemon, and most Pokemon, if not all Pokemon, can learn a fighting move. So normal has always just felt like weak to me. I've never liked normal, but Ambipom is cool. And that's also addendum. That's also why I like Hisuian Zoroark, because even though it's normal, it can't be hurt by fighting. Therefore, it's not bad because it's also ghost. 
But we're on to 104 and 105, Cubone and Marowak. I really like Cubone and Marowak, so I kind of kept them. Um, I got rid of Marowak because Alolan Marowak is better in every way. Again, I'm a ghost Pokemon person. Fire Ghost was a very cool... Like, I'm sure it had been done already, and since then it has been done a lot. But at the time, it was a really cool... Like, the reason I liked it so much wasn't just because I like ghost Pokemon. It's because Ghost felt so perfect for Marowak because of the Marowak mother in Gen 1. Like, it felt like such a nod. And then the design wasn't... Again, it wasn't, like, over-designed. Like, they, for the most part, kept the design the exact same. They just made... They changed the color, they added some fire, and they made it more malnourished. So I like Alolan Marowak a lot. I have a shiny Alolan Marowak. That's one of the ones I hunted in Gen 7. And so I'm a big fan. So Cubone and Alolan Marowak at 104-105. Now there's a big section of replaced stuff here. So Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan at 106-107, I replaced those with, you guessed it, ghost-type Pokemon, because I love ghost-type Pokemon. Hitmonlee has been replaced by Rotom, one of mm-hmm. the best one-stage Pokemon, period. And 107 has been replaced by Mimikyu, another one of the best one-stage Pokemon, period. Two very cute Pokemon designs. They're ghost-type. They have fun second types, Electric and Fairy. I love Mimikyu. I loved it from the start. I loved Rotom from the start. I thought Rotom was legendary for a full two years until... I did, too. Um, <laughs> until yep, Platinum I did came as well. out, but... Yeah. But that's okay, and Rotom has a lot of versatility because he has so many forms. And now Rotom's become such a big staple because it's been in the decks and like the it's become Literally the it's also deck. been in like, the decks. <laughs> at this point they should make Rotom decks a playable Pokemon. But yeah, so those are those were replaced. Um I replaced Lickitung at one oh eight with Absol, one of the only one stage Pokemon that I actually think is perfect the way it is, and I never want them to touch it. Again, Absol is one of those Pokemon that gives legendary energy. Mm. And, again, from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, they treated him like a legendary Pokemon in that game. They very much, like, really went into the lore of Absol of, like, this is the disaster Pokemon. And because Pokemon Mystery Dungeon was all about, like, incoming disasters, Absol was able to sense it, and then it joins your party, and it's actually, like, no matter what you choose, Absol's always the third, like, key member of your team. And so I grew really attached to Absol from that, on top of already liking Absol because it has a really cool design and because I love Dark-type. And then its Mega Evolution is really cool as well. So I Absol was an easy one. Coughing and Weezing are gone. Not a fan, but I replaced them with a different floating purple Pokemon. Drifloon and Drif, Driflim, because we need to represent all the ghost Pokemon here. They do my favorite thing. They take children away from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that in. You can keep that in. Um, I'm keeping that. That's fine. Um, yep. But... Drifloon or Driplim, again, like they're Pokemon that I didn't really appreciate when they first came out. Because I was like, whatever, it's a balloon. But I've come to appreciate that and them. And it's not just because of the lore, it's also because their typing is really great. The ability is really great. I um, mean, the design is really cool. As we moved to 3D, a lot of Pokemon got just butchered. Like they were so cool in the sprites and they became so lame in the in the 3D. But Drifloon. Um, and Driftblim, specifically Driftloon, 
and many other Pokemon became cooler because you see how they move. And I don't think I ever realized that the like strings of Drifloon's body were its hands. And seeing those like slender hands like floating is so creepy. And it added a new layer because then it didn't look stupid to me anymore. It looked creepy. And that's what I want out of my ghost type Pokemon is I want them to look creepy. So I, I, I really appreciate them now. Rhyhorn and Rhydon had to go, unfortunately, because I didn't have room for a three-stage, so I had to remove them. Um, I replaced them with Noibat and Noivern. I don't love Noibat, but I really like Noivern. I think it has a cool design. I needed some more dragon types as well, and I, I so I threw it in there. I did use Noivern in my playthrough of Gen 6, so it was an easy throw in there. Um, yep. That's all I really have to say there. Chansey had to go because Chansey has since become a three stage, and also I wouldn't keep Chansey. But then, how are you going to get XP? EXP share on in my my version of the game. But I replaced Chansey with Seviper, another one of my favorite one stages. Don't get me wrong; I would never use it in battle. It will never be on my team. But I love Poison type. I love snakes. I love Seviper's design, so I threw it in there. Um, Tangela also had to go. Because Tangela is a two-stage now. Um, and I didn't really know what to put here. So I opted for putting in Zangoose. So that Seviper and Zangoose could be beside each other. And because they have that rivalry, I like the rivalry between them. Yeah. I don't love Zangoose as a Pokemon. And I'll be honest, I think the only reason I put it here and the only reason I even kind of like it or remember it is because I like the Seviper and Zangoose like, rivalry the lore behind the Pokemon. So it felt fitting to throw it in here um, and also to just get another normal type in here. I kept Kangaskhan because Kangaskhan's a, another one of those Pokemon that I just think is perfectly designed. It's totally fine as a one stage. It doesn't need more than one stage. Although, again, it's normal type. So, but whatever, mm -hmm. that's fine. Kangaskhan can stay. Mega Kangaskhan is cool. Yeah, Mega, Mega Kangaskhan is very cool. Um, Horsey had to go, and while I do like Horsey's line, I do like Kingdra, I didn't want to use one of my three stages on Horsey. I didn't like it that much, um, but I did replace it with another water-type Pokemon. I replaced it with Dewpider and Araquanid. I nice. really like these Pokemon. I remember Gino and I were really obsessed with them when Gen 7 came out. Yep, Araquanid's great. My, I think one of my favorite things about its lore is that depending on the game you play, you have a completely different interpretation of it because one of the games says that it like traps small Pokemon inside of its head and like drowns them, and the other one says it like nests small like helpless Pokemon in its head to protect them. So it's like very different interpretation. What the heck? I did not yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah, one of the games says it murders Pokemon like in its head, and the other one says it like protects them. So depending really? on the game, you have a completely different context of whether this is like some big like spider that's actually a friendly giant or whether it's this terrifying creature that drowns little creatures. So in Sun, it says it it crawls onto the land in search for food. Its water bubble allows it to breathe and protects its soft head. In Moon, it says, when it comes across enemies or potential prey, this Pokemon smashes its water bubble covered head into them. And maybe it was Gen 8 that did that. Yeah, or maybe it was Dewpider. I don't know. Like, I... I do remember the murder thing, though. Yeah, I could have sworn. I'm, now I'm curious. Now i got to pull out my decks. <laughs> the sword entry for Dupider is amazing. It forms a water bubble at the rear of its body and then covers its head with it. 
Meeting another Dupider means comparing water bubble sizes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, we weren't wrong. So it's not for Dupider, it's for a Rockwinid. Yeah, you're Sun, right. It delivers headbutts with water bubble on his head. Small Pokemon get sucked into the bubble where they drown. And in Moon, it says, despite what its appearance suggests, it cares for others. If it finds vulnerable, weak Pokemon, it protectively brings them into its water bubble. Yep. And also, like, I'm also looking at it now, uh, Mateo, and uh, the even funnier layer to a rock when it is an Ultra Sun, it says, it usually passes the time in the water when its belly is full, it stores its subdued prey in the water bubble on its head. So, again, an Ultra Sun, it's a murderer, but also an odd Ultra Moon it also has murderous tendencies because it says it has a habit of storing things it values in its water bubble. If its trainer doesn't watch out, a Rockwinid will try to put them in its bubble. So, in, in Ultra Moon, they take away the like protecting, protecting, and they say now it murders people. What yep. is this Pokemon? <laughs> it is like legend. It is a badass. I normally never read the Pokedex entries, and, and a Rockwinid is messed up. Yeah, it's a little bit terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll move on. So one eighteen, one nineteen, uh, Golding and Sea King. Eh, I don't like fish. Um, but I do want another water type. So I put in Weasel and Floatzel. Um, another nice. Gen Four Pokemon that just like for some reason in the resurgence of Gen Four, like I grew a new appreciation for them. So I threw them in. That's always refreshing to have Pokemon that are water that aren't fish. That being said, this came as a surprise to me. When I got to Staryu and Starmie, I didn't want to get rid of them. And I don't often use Starmie. I don't think I've ever used Starmie on my team. But I've always respected Starmie. I've always thought Starmie was a cool Pokemon. It is. It is very cool. And I do like the type. I do like Water Psychic. Um, so I kept Staryu and Starmie. Now, I replaced Mr. Mime with a different one-stage Pokemon. And I kept with Water because I was having a nice little trail of water pokemon here and this is a water pokemon that i just really like i think it's a cool one stage because that's the thing is i don't like one stage pokemon but i like them when they do something unique with it and wishy-washy is a cool one stage pokemon Mm -hmm. i love the whole like concept of like it's a school of fish when it has enough damage most of the school runs away and it becomes the single wishy-washy wishy-washy is a very cool pokemon so i threw it on here scyther had to go unfortunately he was still earlier in my decks but i replaced scyther with heracross um another very strong solo one stage pokemon bug type again one of those pokemon that i think is just perfect timeless in terms of its design does not need an evolution never need an evolution i don't love its mega evolution but that's totally okay because heracross regular is great jinx had to go not a great pokemon but i brought sableye in because I really like Sableye. Again, ghost type. Love ghost type. Um, dark type. It's creepy. I love my ghost types creepy. And uh, I do like its Mega. And that's another Pokemon that I think benefited from 3D. 3D made it so much creepier than it was in 2D. It was yeah, already right. creepy in the sprite. But 3D giving it that creepy little smile. And you could see the crystal eyes just being dead. Like is great. Sableye yeah. is a great Pokemon. Electabuzz also had to go, so I replaced it with more Pico. Hangry. Yeah, the hangry Pokemon. Like I it's one of my favorite Pikachus, I think. Um again it has dark. I don't think it always has dark though, right? It's only dark when it's the hangry mode, right? 
Yeah, when it's in its hangry state, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like more Pico, and I thought it was good to go here. Magmar I replaced with another Fire-type Pokemon. I gave it I gave it to Torkoal. I don't nice. particularly like Torkoal. I think Torkoal is very like average. It's it's good. I don't think it needs an evolution. I don't love Torkoal, but I wanted to replace Magmar with another Fire, and Torkoal just felt fitting. 127 is Pinsir. Pinsir is a great bug Pokemon. I had to keep it, and it has a cool Mega. But Tauros, I got rid of. Not a fan of Tauros. It's a one-stage normal, which I don't like. Again, I like one-stages when they have like some something to them. So I did replace it with a normal type, because I was like, I need more normal types. Um, but I replaced it with Cast Form, because Cast Form has a cool mechanic to it. I like how it changes with the weather, um, so I threw Cast Form in there. Yeah, that's a good choice. I forgot about Cast Form. So now we're kind of on to the last little leg of things. Magikarp and Gyarados at 129, 130. Cannot touch them. Perfect Pokemon. Lapras is also a very strong Pokemon, so I kept it at 131. And Ditto, you need something to breed. So Ditto Stan. (laughs) To put it bluntly, yes. How else am I going to breed these Pokemon? So I kept Ditto. Eevee had to stay, but we got to choose the Evolutions. Now, if you caught last episode, Mateo kind of themed his with um, his evolutions, and I considered actually doing the exact same thing you did. But the reason I didn't do it is because even though I liked the theme, ultimately, I don't actually like Sylveon. Sylveon bugs me. I know a lot of people love Sylveon. Sylveon's the favorite evolution of a lot of people. But the thing that kills me about Sylveon is that it doesn't have the iconic Eevee black eyes. It has blue eyes, and that's always bothered me. It makes it look like a buck. So I don't like Sylveon. And then Umbreon, I like, but I don't love it. I find it a hassle to use in battle, um, so I didn't want to include Umbreon either. So ultimately, I didn't theme my evolutions. I just went with my three favorites, which ultimately meant that I kept two of the evolutions that were already in Gen 1. So I kept Vaporeon at 134. I kept Jolteon at 135. And I replaced Flareon with Espeon. Espeon is my favorite evolution. I think it's the perfect evolution. And Flareon is my most hated evolution. Even though I said that whole spiel about Sylveon's eyes, I don't like Flareon. I think it's because it's fluffy. I mean, like, Eevee's fluffy also. I don't know, it's also because it doesn't feel fire, you know? Like, all the other Pokemon, like, all the other evolutions feel like their types. Like, Vaporeon has, like, fins and gills, and Jolteon's all spiky like lightning, and then, like, Leafeon's literally, like, made of grass, and Glaceon's made of ice, and then Espeon has this, like, regal, like, psychic colors, like, it has, like, psychic, like, cheeks, and, like, like a third eye, like, crystal thing on its forehead, and then... Umbreon has like a lot of moon motifs, which goes really well with like the darkness or the nighttime. But Flareon's just red and fluffy. Like there's nothing fire about it. Like well, maybe the, the fur like, always kind of looked to me like like a raging fire. If it was fire, the way that like Rabidash and stuff are, I think I like the design better. But otherwise, I I've, I've always felt like Flareon, other than its color, nothing screams fire to me about Flareon. And that's I think that's cool. why I just don't like it. Now, Porygon was a late exclusion because I actually forgot that Porygon had evolutions. So then I had to replace it with something. And I was like, okay, I, I was like scrambling. I was like, what well, one stage can I throw in? Um, so I threw Halucha in. Nice. I was getting worried. 
that you were on Halucha on. I like Halucha. I can live with Halucha, but it's definitely not one of my favorites. Um, but I threw it in because, again, like if a Pokemon's going to be one stage, I feel like it should have some kind of cool aspect to it. And Halucha is one of those ones that design-wise, at least it's really fun and unique. So I threw it in. So now we're on to my fossils. I replaced Ammonite and Almastar with my favorite fossils, which, call back to Mateo, same one, Tyrant and Tyrantrum. They are, like, perfect. They are so cool. Dragon-type, Rock-type, T-Rex, like, just fantastic. Um, but I did not remove Kabuto and Kabutops, because I've always loved Kabutops, and I think it's really, really cool. I do like the Rock-Water-type. I see that you're a follower of the Way of the Dome, you heathen. Yep, I am a dome fossil. I am not a helix. Helix can go. Praise be Lord Helix. Oh, it's all after about the, the ways dome. of the dome. I honestly forgot about all that Twitch plays Pokemon stuff until all right now. Are great. And then Aerodactyl didn't have to stay a fossil Pokemon, so I got rid of him because I don't like Aerodactyl. Um, the only time I've ever liked Aerodactyl is in that one episode of the anime where Charizard beats the crap out of it. <laughs> And I replaced it with the infinitely better rock Pokemon, Shuckle. Yes. For many of the reasons that um, Mateo stated in his previous episode, go see that. Um, Shuckle's just a fun Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> Again, okay. Shuckle. one of the Gen 2 Pokemon I didn't really like, but now I like. And honestly, I don't think it needs an evolution because I like it being stupid the way it is. A quick aside on Shuckle, I always found it weird how like people drink like liquid in like shuckle's shell the berry juice like it's just it's just weird man a poor shuckle had to like die to give you that shell and then snorlax had to go so this one i just kind of like threw something in and i wanted to throw another one of the pikachus in and the one i settled on was togedemaru it was between dedeni and togedemaru and i know dedeni works hard but as sakurai has said many times working hard doesn't mean you get in so <laughs> I didn't give Dedeni that freedom. I gave it to Toga Demaru because Toga Demaru is is literally hard. It doesn't work hard. It is hard. It's made of steel. It's a porcupine. And I love the steel electric type. It's very cute. It's one of my favorite Pikachu clones. So I threw it in. Um, now we're kind of we're on the last few things, so the legendaries and the pseudos. Um, now I know Mateo themed his three trios, as in he kept a trio. And I considered the same, but then I was like, you know what? There's so few legendaries in this decks that I need to just pick the ones I want. So there's no theme behind my trio other than the fact that they all go hard. They all slap. They're fantastic designs. So Articuno at 144 has been replaced with Ho-Oh. One of my favorite legendaries. Ho-Oh is perfect in every way, shape, and form. Pokemon Very Gold is the superior Gen 2 game. Ho-Oh is the superior Gen 2 legendary bird. That might be a hot take because I know Lugia is awesome. And I do love Lugia. And actually, I considered putting Lugia on here. But the reason I didn't is because I can't have... I was like, I can't have Ho-Oh and Lugia and then something that doesn't fit with it. So I'm just not even going to touch Lugia. I'm going with Ho-Oh. So Ho-Oh went in. Yeah. Replacing Zapdos... Is another perfect Pokemon, Rayquaza. Like, still one of the best designs for any legendary. When I think legendary Pokemon, 
it's one of the few that always pops into my mind because I'm like it that is a legendary Pokemon. Like that is a like insanely powerful cool Pokemon and it's a mega broke the me- literally broke the mega meta game. So that's also cool. And then replacing Moltres is Giratina. Again, Ooh. one of my favorite legendaries, especially its origin form. Um and the way I looked at it is like you can look at these three Pokemon as like if you want to collect them as like three like powerful god like creatures. That's the way I looked at it. They don't really connect other than the fact that they fly. Pseudo was easy for me. I am indifferent to almost every single pseudo legendary line other than the two that I dislike, which are Komodo, which is I just hate it. It's just dumb. I like the typing, but it looks stupid. Um, and I do not like Hydreigon. I wanted to like Hydreigon. I Hydreigon, I tapped from the very beginning because it was Dark Dragon. I was like, this is going to be awesome. This Pokemon's going to be great. I forced myself to try to like that Pokemon in Gen 5, and I came out hating it. Because I was it's like, just too this, wide. it's a pain in the ass to evolve. It looks stupid. It's honestly not even a good type. And especially when they introduce Fairy, it just sucks. There's only one pseudo-legendary for me. And that is Dreepy, Dracloak, and Dragapult. The perfect pseudo-legendary. Created in Gen 8. Ghost Dragon. Keeping up with the purple theme. Keeping up with my purple theme. Keeping up with my ghost theme. And just never been done before. What Pokemon carries its previous evolutions with it? As ammunition. As ammunition. Like, literally murders its children to win a Pokemon battle. And I remember, like, Dragapult was one of those Pokemon, one of the few Pokemon that was not leaked for me, except for its type. And I was anticipating that Pokemon. I was like, Ghost Dragon, it has to be good. Like, I was so disappointed with Hydreigon. I was, like, manifesting that Dragapult would be cool, and when I finally saw its design, I was like, I was surprised. Don't get me wrong; it was a lot sillier and like more whimsical than I had anticipated it to be because I thought it would be like intimidating the way that Giratina was. But I still loved it. I was like, this is actually really cool because it's so nonchalant. Like it doesn't look like this intimidating dragon that's willing to sacrifice its children to kill you. It looks like this dragon that is so indifferent with the fact that it's already dead that it doesn't care if it kills its kids its kids it's like they're already dead too they're dead who cares so i like i like dragapult um and then for the final two so my my last legendary and my mythical mewtwo has to stay mewtwo is the legendary pokemon like perfect in design still one of my favorite pokemon one of my mains in smash Mewtwo has to stay. It's perfect. I was tempted to keep Mew for the same reasons that Mateo kind of stayed in his Pokedex one of like the motif of Mewtwo and Mew. But I was like, no, I I have a mythical. That's my favorite mythical. And so I need to use it. And it's actually one of my favorite Pokemon. And it's one of the my favorite Pokemon that I don't talk about a lot. But I love Celebi. Celebi is one of my favorite Pokemon. I've always adored Celebi. And it's always felt like Celebi has actually felt to me always like the hardest Pokemon to get. Because for a very long time, you could not get Celebi. 
Yep. Like at all. Like there was no way to get Celebi for a massive amount of time. The first time I remember in my life where it would have been possible for me to get Celebi was if I had that bonus disc for Pokemon Coliseum, but I didn't have it. And then the next time that Celebi was even given away was in the Gen 2 remakes. And that was like a full, like that was a way later. So Celebi always felt to me like I loved the Pokemon movie with Celebi. I loved the design of Celebi and it always felt so mythical to me because it was so unattainable. And the only other Pokemon that ever felt that way to me, because Mew was not, did not feel unattainable to me because Mew, I knew you could hack it. Um, it appeared a lot in like the anime, like it, it was used more. The only other Pokemon that felt that mythical to me throughout my life was Jirachi, but I don't like Jirachi. I think Jirachi's dumb. I was lucky enough to be one of the few people who purchased Pokemon Ranger, so I always had Manaphy, so Manaphy never felt mythical to me. And then after Manaphy, all the mythicals started to be just given to you through codes and stuff. Yeah. So Celebi is my mythical. Like it's yeah. always been my mythical. I miss those events. I do too. I miss when they were like events and not just, hey, here's a random guy in the Pokemon Center who's like, hey, I have this really hard to find Pokemon. Do you want it? Like literally in mm-hmm. Pokemon Go today I played, I got a Cosmog for just doing like a, just a, a simple mission. So like now I can use that Cosmog and put it into the next game and just use it as trade fodder or whatever. Pokemon Go is devalued uh, legendary Pokemon more than any event in Pokemon would. Well, at least with Pokemon Go, you actually have to, like, go and, like, do the stuff, right? Like, you, it's not just a code. You can get remote raid passes. You can sit down and just on your couch and just, if you live in a good spot, get whatever legendary is available. Time for some stats. Um, so we'll pull up the pie chart here for you. So here are the numbers of each type that I had. Can't wait to hear those ghost poison and yeah, and dark which were surprising. I thought that they were going to be much higher than they are. To be honest, I was surprised. My list is actually very balanced, except for one thing. But the number of bug Pokemon is sixteen. Number of dark Pokemon is sixteen. Number of dragon Pokemon is twelve. Number of electric Pokemon is thirteen. Number of fairy Pokemon is five. So a little bit low there. Like, I intended for it to be bigger because I originally intended for Jigglypuff to stay, but then I had forgotten. But, yeah. So, number of fighting was 7, which was actually very surprising to me. Number of fire was 12. Number of flying was 30. Dang. Holy cow. Yeah. A lot of flying. Number of ghost was 19. Number of ground was 14. Number of ice was 8. Number of normal was 16. Dang, that seems high. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but there were a lot of, like, dual-type normal. Yeah, that's true. Number of poison was 19. Number of psychic was 13. Number of rock was 7. Number of steel was 8. Number of water was 20. That seems low. Holy smokes. And then the kicker, the most neglected type on my po- in my Pokedex, the number of grass Pokemon is four. So what? Your starters and Celebi? The starters yeah. and Celebi, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> How? I don't know. I just clearly don't like grass Pokemon. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I do love grass Pokemon. 
but all my favorite grass Pokemon are starter Pokemon. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And oftentimes, too, because grass is my most often used starter, as a result, I don't pick up another grass-type Pokemon when I play. So I haven't developed a bond with a lot of grass-type Pokemon because I, I have more often than not picked grass-type starters. I did consider putting Trevenant in, and I think in hindsight, I probably should have. But that's okay. You're not a fan of Shroomish and Breloom? A little, but not... Definitely not Shroomish. With my list, I really wanted to put in Lotad's line, and I really wanted to put in uh, Dot's line, but I would not waste a three-stage for those. Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I like I like Shift Tree, but again, it was like, well, I don't want to waste a three-stage on Shift Tree. And then yeah. there weren't a lot of two-stage grass Pokemon that I cared for. Um Breloom was one I considered. Trevenant was one I considered, but ultimately I didn't. The reason I didn't put Trevenant actually was because I was like, I have too much ghost. So I didn't put Trevenant. But in hindsight, it probably would have been better because then I would have had a little bit more grass. But that's okay. So, and then the other stat to share with you is the number of original 151 that are remaining on my list. Now, I included... Alolan Pokemon in this and like variants. So if like a Gen 1 Pokemon was still included, even if it was a variant, I included it in the number. A Meowth is a Meowth is a Meowth. Exactly. So, but just that disclaimer. So my number's a little higher than I think uh, Mateo's was, but my number is 41 of the original 151. Yeah. And I'm sure if you removed all the variants, it would be closer to like 34, 33. But that's my number, 41. Which works out to what, Gino? What's the percentage? Uh, let me just do the math here. Uh, 27%. That's the Pokedex. That brings us to the end of today's quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button below. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas you have for any upcoming quests, or just share your thoughts. Leave a comment. Share it with your friends. We do read all the comments, so do leave one. Let us know what we got right. Let us know what we got wrong. Tell us why Joe should like Garbodor. Tell us why Jules should have had uh, Voltorb and Electrode on there as well. Anyway, that's it from us here at the Hub World today. We'll see you next time at the Hub. Mateo, Microsoft, make a new Banjo game. See everybody. See ya.